on a second, mate. Sorry, I'm reading the wrong review here. Sorry. I'm here. It sounded mostly like I was right. <laughs> Sorry, which I'm just reading from a book. Hang on a second. <laughs> Just got vaguely distracted for a yeah, second. Yeah, <laughs> right, let's, uh, let's reset that. Okay, here we go. Right. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Bite Size Cinema. I'm your host, RJ McCready. And for this episode, I could be taking you guys back to the year in 1990 to look at Kevin Bacon's action-adventure monster movie, Tremors. And for this show, I have a special guest. He's from Down Under. It's the witch from the Doomsday Clock. How you doing, buddy? I am excellent, mate. I love a movie where the animals want to kill you because that's pretty much what Australia is. Well, this Everything is that lives here to kill you. <laughs> I was going to say, mate, when I thought about Tremors, I thought, who could I have guessed on the show? And I thought, let's pick the witch from the Doomsday Clock. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> you're yeah. beginning to think you're my go-to man it's- for anything like that. Yeah, anything that the world's going to end or stuff's going to eat you, um, I'm all over it, mate. I am all over it. I am. Uh, it, it's just another day. I'm looking at. I was looking at Kevin Bacon going. Oh, mate, that was last Tuesday. Come on, get yeah, on board. Yeah, this is it, mate. Yeah, that's it. So, um, how you doing anyway, bud? You, I know you're you're busy. You know, with your podcast, and I know you've got a new show and all that. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So, um, uh, I think Doomsday Clock is up to about episode. 95 and 96 at the moment and uh, made a conscious decision to end it at 100 so that's oh, really? rapidly coming up I feel yeah well uh, it's it'll be three and a half years thereabouts and I, and I decided when I first started that pretty much when the clock hit zero that was going to be it oh and, I see uh, okay and, and as it happens with you know time and everything else it, it's worked out that uh, 100 well Zero hour is very close to 100, so there's a couple of just minor time changes to, to get it to work. So, yeah, we're uh, rapidly heading to that, but um, which is fun. Look, it's been great, and I've loved every minute of it, and I've got to meet a heap of really cool people, much like yourself. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I'm, 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 I'm a fan for sure. I remember when I listened to your show for the first time, I actually felt like I was in the future of some sort. You know how your imagination runs, and I was listening to all the sounds... And um, I just kept thinking all of the that foolishness. F- yes, I kept thinking of the film Hardware. That's kind of the image oh, I had in my head, you know, with, with your show. I love that movie yeah. so much. Yeah. Um, and it was, look, I'm not going to lie; it was a big inspiration. Well, it might big have to be a future bite-sized episode, mate. Do you know what I mean? So, I might have to have a look at that one. So, you tell me when, and I am there in an absolute well, shot. Yeah. I will oh. talk about Hardware every day of the week. <laughs> I will put you put your name down for that. Um, and then you've got your new podcast, mate, even your Gangs of Hollywood podcast, which I've had listened to, which is really good. Yeah, so Gangs of Hollywood, a little bit of a step away from what I was doing. and um, So it's all about, you know, gangs and gangsters and Yakuza and hired assassins and all that sort of stuff. Um, cause look, I love those I love those type of movies. Uh, considering that, you know, I'm Australian-born and bred, it's a, it's a colony of criminals. So uh, that sort of activity is near and dear to my heart. And uh, so I decided to have a bit of a go at that. I hadn't sort of seen anything out there that people talked about it. And uh, yeah, it's going really well. It comes out every fortnight. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and you know, people have been really keen to, to come on and chat about their favourite movies. You know, a lot of the guys from Legion and yeah. some of the guys from uh, Pyrophilia coming to chat to me. So no, I'm, I'm really, really enjoying that show. And it's great to be able to 
watch some different movies that you know I haven't seen or I've you know haven't seen in a long time um, and talk to people. Like the the episode I did just recently with Duncan McLeish on The Untouchables. Yes, I've never that, yeah. heard him never heard him talk with so much passion uh, about a movie that wasn't horror. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah, that's right. It's um, and that's a good thing when you get someone like Duncan guest on your show with something non horror related. And you just hit the nail on the head and you hear him talk about something else and you think, oh, this guy's got a passion for it. But I kind of knew that anyway, listening to his show, but it's good to hear him talk about something non-horror related. And he actually came out and said something on your show where he said, you know, I love the music, you know, and I'm I'm a big fan of music for films generally. I think it's massively important. You need to get that right because it really drives a film forward and, you know... I, I was listening to you guys talking. I was going, "Yeah, I'm with you on that." You know, it's uh, yeah. yeah it's oh, look, stuff. a soundtrack can can make or break a movie. A bad soundtrack that doesn't hit at the right points it takes you right out. Like you said, I mean, you know, I've seen some of the stuff you posted on on Facebook and everything else, talking about um, you know the soundtracks that you're listening to and, and everything else. And mm. listen, you get that that soundtrack just not right, and it's lost. You know, the the doesn't matter how good the actors are, how good the story is. If the music doesn't work with it, or w- worse, even works against it, yeah, um, it's wasted effort. Mm. And you know, it's funny we were talking about hardware. The soundtrack for hardware yeah. is awesome. That's, uh, exactly, that's right. I mean, it's no discredit to hardware or B movie films in general. I mean, I've mentioned here we go again, Dead End Driving. We mentioned that on the last show when we were together. <laughs> but the point that I make is Dead End Driving isn't isn't an expensive film. But the soundtrack oh, no. is just amazing. Do you know what I mean? I just like yeah. I keep going back to it because of the sounds and all that. So um, if nothing else, if you haven't actually enjoyed the film or plot or whatever, you could say actually the soundtrack was really good. <laughs> so yeah. it's something you can yeah, actually well, that's come away exactly with. I mean, you take something like Bill and Ted, like those movies. Yeah, like that, that's not highbrow humour. It's not. It's not a smart movie. No. It's not even a, a, a terribly deep movie. But it's got a really good soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, this is it. So um, I, I am all for it. And yeah, as people probably notice on my page, I, I do post a lot of music from films and stuff like that. So, and uh, you know, it, it can take you back to that movie as well and that time. You know, I mean, I've I've been in my car at four fifteen in the morning driving into work, and I put the say like the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack on. And you know, I'm Axel, I'm Axel Foley driving through Beverly Hills at four fifteen in the morning on a rainy day. You know, so it's the power of these films. Just doing the Eddie Murphy laugh, just ah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a banana in my tailpipe in my car? <laughs> So yes, yes, it's amazing. And it's the other thing about podcasting—you just don't know where you're going to end up, do you? Sometimes, you know, we're talking about tremors oh. today, and all of a sudden, we're, I've ended up with a banana in my tailpipe, <laughs> and we're laughing like idiots. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> but um, that's oh, good stuff, man. But well, let's have a look at this movie. So we're not here to talk about Beverly Hills Cop. Um, we're certainly here to talk about music and stuff like that. We will throw that in. But um, let's take you guys to the desert. Let's get on the horses. Let's play you guys a tra- trailer. And I'll see you soon. Perfection. 
a scorched outpost in the middle of nowhere. You know how close I am to leaving this place right now? How close? Maybe that's why Val and Earl decided to leave town. That's Edgar Deans. They just picked the wrong day to do it. Jeez. You guys better get the hell out of here. There's a killer on the loose. Who could be doing it? Is that a snake? I'll give you boy five dollars for this. Twenty. That's how they get you. They're under the ground. How could they eat a whole station wagon? But where do they come from? I vote for outer space. No way these are local boys. You see, they're headed right for us. No Richter scale can measure it. They're coming! No scientist can explain it. Bert, they're under the ground. You didn't get penetration even with the elephant gun. Run, run! And no one knows what to call it. Mega worms or suckers or... Or suckoids. Now, this valley is just one long smorgasbord. Now, it's up to Val and Earl to save the world. That's one big mother. Who died and made you Einstein? And they know just what to do. Flip for it. Damn. Kevin Bacon. Fred Ward. Tremors. And welcome back guys. So the synopsis of this film is Natives of a small, isolated town defend themselves against strange underground creatures which are killing one by one. It's PG-13, it's got 7.1 on IMBD and it's classed as a comedy horror. It's got a 90 minute runtime, And it is starring Kevin Bacon, Fred Ward, Finn Carter, Michael Gross and Victor Wong. So which... Uh, and Reba McIntyre. And don't forget Reba. I love Reba. Reba, yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, so which, when did you uh, when did you first see this movie there, mate? Look, uh, to show how old I actually am, I saw this movie in the cinema. Oh, wow. <laughs> no. <laughs> so this was released in, like, 1990. Um, yeah. Which is the the year that I I turned uh, twenty one, right? Okay. Uh, so I, I saw it in the cinema, and uh, it was it was if I if I'm honest, I probably wagged work, uh, took took a sickie, <coughs> and went to the pictures in the middle of the day to go see Tremors because I, I remember it wasn't in the cinema for long here, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I did I did go and uh, saw it in all its cinematic glory. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, probably that first six months. I I think I might have just been a little bit too young to watch this film back at that time. I'm just saying. Um, but I remember when it came out, obviously, uh, I saw the posters for it and the trailers. And I was still at a time where I was still suffering from trauma from Jaws, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah, so, well, understandable. Understandable. Yeah. So it, it, you was basically scared in the 80s. Everything wanted to kill you, didn't it? Or even the 70s. Growing up at that time... You know, you either had all the disaster movies, didn't you? Like Tower Inferno, Poseidon Adventure, Airplane, Earthquake. Poseidon Adventure, all that stuff. You know, if 
if it wasn't coming out of the ocean or, you know, like a giant animal somewhere, everything around you was going to fall down and explode <laughs> yeah. and trap. It was bad. That's right. So, like I say, and I think with Jaws, you know, it was something you could... Uh, for me, I lived near the beach anyway, so, you know, you looked out of the sea and you thought, man, there's a shark. He's out there, even though I know he's not probably like, not out there. It's that mind over man. He's waiting for you. Yeah. So then... Yeah, we have sharks. We have legit I know you sharks. have, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, in our oceans. And look, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say, not a fan of the water. Not a fan of the ocean, because there's big stuff in there that does want to eat you. And uh, yeah, I'd rather just stay on nice dry land. Yeah, on dry land. And it, like you say, if I'm honest with you, you know, with a sort of Jaws tangent, when I just talk to people about that, most people come out and say, probably more of our age, say, yeah, I'm scared of the sea because of that movie, yeah, you know. Because of that movie. Yeah. And, you know, everything else that came after it, you know, all the other Jaws movies and, I mean, sure, Sharknado kind of pretty much stopped all of that. Well, but, this is it. Know, these, yeah. This is the funny thing because I talked I talk to my nipper, my son, who's now yeah. 10, 10, 12 years old, and... He's watched Jaws, and I was a little bit, do I show him this movie or not? And he was actually laughing by the end of it. And I said, "Did you enjoy it, Nipper?" He said, "Yeah." He said, "He said, what's with the rubber shark?" He said, "You know." <laughs> I was like, "Dude, yeah, this is a classic yeah, and, movie, and, and really hurts, bro. And it really hurts. Yeah, it's pretty much." Yeah. We took our kids to Universal like when they were they were quite young. Universal Studios in the states where you you do the tour yeah. and like they've got the the shark out there. And I, you know, I, I said to my son, who was probably actually at a similar age at that point in time as your nipper, and I said, you know, that's like that's Jaws. It's like really scary. He goes, but it looks crap, Dad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like you know, I, I feel like a bit of an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. I mean. I still, I still struggle to take a fucking bath these days. You know what I mean? That's right. That's it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like I say, you know, back at this time, so I had all that trauma, you know, alien invasions, disaster movies, all that sort of stuff. So then this film came out, and I thought, now I'm screwed with the land. I can't even walk on the dirt. You know what I mean? Because we got these things coming out of the ground and that so um there was no yeah but then i you know i eventually watched the film um and when i first watched it i must admit it, it did have some jump scares you know i did sort of get a bit freaked out by it um and we'll get into that with the review i think there's a lot of goods you know sort of build up to Finally, getting to see the monster and all that, and you know, obviously people dying and getting I mean, killed with the monster. This is, it's got really good effects. Yeah, I mean, really solid practical effects. You know, like really gross-looking blood and goo coming out of them, and you know, all that sort of stuff is done really well. And on at the time, not really a huge budget. No, it had um had an eleven million dollar budget, um, which was backed by Universal. Yeah. And it didn't do too bad. It took $16 million at the box office, so it didn't really blow the box office. Um, but I think there might but have been... It, yeah, a... I mean, it's a video staple. It, I mean, Tremors and that whole franchise was an absolute like video staple. Yeah. You know, at that point in time, every video store had 
at least one, if not every single one that was available at that point in time. Yeah. Uh, you couldn't go in without without seeing the poster at the very least. Well, this is it. Like you say, when you go down to the VHS store, there was posters of this all over the place, I remember. And like you say, I think it probably adds, like you just said, more of a boom in the rental yeah. market, which made the bucks. But it, it spawned a franchise, and boy, did it spawn a franchise. I mean, obviously, oh, Michael... Yeah, Michael Gross has made a career out of this, and quite rightly so, because he's a great character. Burt Gummer. I mean, you've got the yeah. sick. <laughs> think about Michael Gross just for a tick. I mean, he was the dad on Family Ties. That's right, yeah. Yeah. But you go, the dad on Family Ties and Burt Gummer. Couldn't be any uh-huh. more different. No. And he's, like you say, he made a career out of this, which is <laughs> yeah. amazing. Well, the thing is, right, I was looking at that, and so the trivia here is that he, he literally finished the last episode of Family Ties, and it was supposed to be a real teary episode and all that, you know. And he's literally walked off the set and got into his Burt Gummer outfit with his elephant gun, you know, and his baseball cap and glasses, and it's like, here I am, right? <laughs> you know, yeah, that's rock and roll, man. Let's go. <laughs> you know, it's like, and, uh, you know, the sequels here, I mean, I'll just read them out. You've got uh, number two, it's called Aftershock. Uh, the third one, Back to Perfection, Bloodlines. That's the, yeah, Back to Perfection, that's the prequel that was set in, like, Western times, I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's it. I mean, this is where you find out that Burt Gummer's actually got a, a, a great-grandfather that's been fighting graboids. Um, yes. But he's great-grandfather. The, the sheriff or something? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, it's a, it's a good... It's a great way to tie it in, to keep that actor oh, in, but yeah. you just think, I'd like to think if my grandfather was fighting something like this, he might just tell me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe wrote it down somewhere. <laughs> somewhere, <laughs> you know. I appreciate it didn't have technology as good as we have here, but just might have written that down in the letter, just to say, look, something important here to tell, you know, yeah. guys. <laughs> In the future, you know, it's shit going on in the desert. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you ever move into perfection or anywhere near that, yeah. Just, yeah, you know, uh, concrete bunkers might help. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but talking about Burt Gummer, he's, he's, this is a conversation. I, mean, I know a guy like Burt Gummer. I think we probably all do. Um, yeah. Someone who is ready for the end of the world. And funny enough, with what we're going through right now... Um, <laughs> This guy's become a yeah. hero, you know. He's the guy that everybody's gone, you know, maybe he's a nutcase. What the hell are you doing? Why are you preparing yourself? All this sort of stuff. And now he's kind of gone, guys, I've been telling you this whole time, you know. So like, <laughs> he's having the last laugh. I told you it was coming. And now I've got all the toilet paper and all the shampoo and all the food. And um, I'll see you when it blows over. <laughs> yeah, this is it, yeah. Forget about all the weapons. I just want your toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, just toilet paper. But, you know, if you come and get my toilet paper, I've got a lot of weapons that's going to slow you down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and an elephant, because everyone needs an elephant gun. Well, this is it. Yeah, this is it. I mean, that's a great scene. I mean, we'll get into that later on. It just had me laughing at the back of the time. Still does now. Hmm. Um. So the early concept for this uh, Tremors actually goes back to the 80s and you've got two writers here, uh, S.S. Wilson and Brent Maddock. So it's um, a tag team of writers that come up with the idea and they were writing for the National Geographic at the time and they paid a visit to the desert 
And they just said, hell, you know, what would happen if there's monsters underneath you? And they said, oh, that'd make a great story. So they penned it together. Uh, usually in this case, there's usually some great stories, isn't there? Sitting on the shelf in Hollywood yeah. that don't go anywhere. And then all of a sudden they pick it up and then they make it. So, um, Someone, that's a good idea. Here's some money. And I, I think that's the whole thing with the film industry. There's got to be someone that says, you know what? Here's some money. Yeah. I mean, right now it's Netflix because they will give money to almost anybody, apparently. Well, yes. But, yeah. For these guys to have got, got that to do it, I mean, you can only imagine the pitch meeting. They go, no, 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 look, these giant monsters that live under the ground. And you really won't see them too much. Uh, but they've got, like, snakes that come out of their mouth. And like, someone's just going, I don't know, buddy. <laughs> you, know, you know what, like, which, right? Okay, it's funny you say that because it almost seems like what we're saying here in the 90s or in the 80s, that seemed like a hard pitch to try and get over to get Greenwich. And I mean, you know, we've got mm. the story of worms under the ground you know with cowboys fighting them and all that and it's pretty solid it's actually a solid you know story isn't it when you yeah. talk about this now but now it seems like you can just go oh. in and say look i want to make a shark about uh sharks in space with machine guns you know and it's like yeah, yeah it goes okay. a ton of money go make it you know <laughs> yeah how much money do you need if you want to start now <laughs> it's not Studios a problem <laughs> I mean, I, I saw I saw something the other day. Was it Ouija shark? <laughs> oh no! I oh, know. And I just got oh, oh man! Yeah. I'm well, you, what? Well, you know who's guilty of all this as well, don't you? It's uh, Dan Bone. He's uh, yes. you know he's a regular on my show right now, and. You know, he's he's been on three times now. And every time I come on, I, I I'm almost like going, I can't ask him again. I just can't. But I go, uh, hello Dan, welcome to the show. Um, so what shark movie did you watch this week? <laughs> 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 he never disappoints, you know. Shark no, Exorcist. No, oh, what the hell? Listening to um, the episode did on uh, Cop Story. Jack Oh yeah, yeah. Play story. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good story. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's a good one. Yeah, some of those shark movies. <laughs> yeah, we're having a ton of fun with that at the moment. But yeah, you know, it's just uh, it just seems to be the big thing at the moment. You know, every time I go into the supermarket, there they are on the you know on the yep. sort of on the shelf. There you go. What the hell? So yeah, so um, so yeah, this is kind of like an origin film for that with Tremors, which kind of sort of set the mark. And uh, it was originally supposed to be called Land Sharks as well. It didn't have the Tremors title, so um, I think it was like a dispute with Saturday Night Live or something. Uh, Chevy Chase had a oh. Land Shark character on there or something, so they couldn't use that title. But thinking about it now, Tremors, I can't think of anything else for this for a title for this film now you know Tremors seems to be just you know seems to hit it just right it, you know? it's enough that you kind of want to know but it's not like it's you know tells you what the monster is or anything else like that I mean admittedly the movie poster really gives it all away yeah but you know it, it actually sounds kind of cool yes yeah, you know, it. it's something and, and it's got that 75 like Airport 77 yes. and you know Poseidon and you know just that, that like real simple title that you're going it sounds cool. I don't know a lot about it, but I'll go and watch. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's 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 very clever how they ended up with that. And uh, airport airport seventy seven, mate, is a good movie. Yeah, Jack Lemon playing underwater might be yes. a bite might be a bite size episode that one actually. Um, yeah. When I get into it, but um, 
We were talking about the effects as well earlier. And yeah. it was actually um, a sci-fi or special effects company called, Am- called Amalgamated Dynamics. And they've made a tonne of movies, uh, including Alien 3, um, Starship Troopers, and The oh, Thing. I love Starship Troopers. Yeah, I, I guess when when I looked at Starship Troopers, there's a tonne. If you go on Google, there's loads of films that they're, you know... Um, Connected with me, that worked. I think it's a Stan Winston company. He he created it. Oh, okay. But when you look at um, Starship Troopers, as soon as I looked at that, I thought, oh yeah, you can see now, can't you? How? Yeah. You got the bugs. The, and the, all, the goo, all the bugs. Yeah, all the bugs and the, the orange goo and everything else that goes with it. Yeah. Yeah, it's right right out now. So it's quite obvious now when I looked at that. And again, it's just like they had a ton of fun making. This movie, because you know, I posted some pictures of the special effects crew. You know, they're getting their hands dirty. Um, it's all practical special effects. I don't think there's, I don't think there's one bit of CGI in this film at all. Um, all real. Explosions. Oh, there is there's one bit. There is. So when, oh, yeah. when uh, Bert and Reba are in um, the bunker, yep, and the grapple crashes through, and they're just shooting it. And I thought, there's one scene where. Um, where Bert's shooting an automatic weapon at the graboid, and it's like it's 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 green screened, you can, and you can see it's green screened, uh, but well, it's like okay. maybe a second. Yeah, yeah, like, but that's it. The rest of it all looks to be practical. Right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like I say, it looks like they've had a lot of fun, don't they, making this film, um, putting it all together, oh, yeah. and you know, it just looks gritty, doesn't it? it? Looks dusty. Yeah. So, and like I say, I think it's a, it's a fun time. I know you had a revisit of it this morning, didn't you, before you come on to the show? Yeah, I did. Literally, the, the, the last thing I did before I jumped on was watch it. I mean, look, I, I could I could almost tell you everything that happens in the movie without having to think about it because I've seen it that many times. But I just, it's good to get it, you know, fresh in your head. And, yeah. you know, I was sitting there and my wife was with me. We were just laughing. It's just such a good movie. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's, it's a fun popcorn movie, isn't it? It's, uh, yeah. I always say this is it's a sort the of film. The whole series is like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a sort of film that you know you, what you're going to get on the tin, don't you? It's, uh, if you go to the cinema and watch a film like this, you just know you're going to have a fun time, don't you? So, um, yeah, it's a whole it, ton it, of fun. It's just, you know, it, it's not, not, uh, not a hard thinking uh, no, and you know no, you're going to get a whole bunch of explosions and and goo and monsters and you know a healthy dose of Kevin Bacon. Yeah, well, I forgot to mention him actually. Yeah, he's um, funny enough. Uh, the trivia here is that he wasn't a fan of the movie originally. He didn't think this really? was going to. No, no, no. I mean, I'm quite surprised because uh, when I think of Kevin Bacon, I think of this movie, and I think a lot of people do. I know he's done a lot of other stuff, yeah. you know, always footloose and everything. Um, but this is certainly one one up there for him. Do you know what I mean? When I think about it, and I think he does a good job in it. It's just, you know, he, does, he actually does do a good job. I mean, Kevin Bacon. I think current Kevin Bacon is actually a really good actor. Yeah, like eighties, nineties Kevin Bacon. Yeah, not so much. I mean, it was a bit like he left. He left the set for Footloose and just went to uh, went to this because it's basically the same clothes uh, and everything else. It's just that now he's wearing a hat. Yeah, well, this is it. Yeah, he's got the cowboy hat, and I think he's um, he's wingman in this is great as well. We've got Fred Ward. He's pretty good in Fred everything Ward, he, he does. spoke about just recently in Remo. Remo Williams, yeah, uh, yeah. Gary Hill brought that up. I didn't, you know what? Which I didn't even know about that film. And Gary brought it up. He said yeah. Remo Williams, and I was like, 
well, what the hell was that? And then I had a look at it, and as I mentioned on the yeah, show, that, that was going to be his big break. That was going to be that was going to make Fred Ward. Yeah, and it just went nowhere. It just didn't. No, this is it. I'd, yeah, I watched it. I mean, it's. Uh, I had a look on YouTube when Gary said about it. I thought, let's check this film out. And the first scene that I saw was him running across the cement. <laughs> and then there's the other dude that, you know, he glides across and then the other dude sort of falls into it. And I thought, yeah, I'm solved. <laughs> I've just yeah. seen that. So, yeah. yeah, that, yeah it's a top movie, that one. Top <laughs> movie. Oh, dear. So let's have a look at a, um, let's do a bite-sized review on this film. Then let's have a talk about Tremors. So the film starts off with you introduced to our two main heroes. You've got Val and Earl, played by Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward. And they are handymen working in Perfection, Nevada. And it's an isolated mining town in the Sierra Nevada mountains. And they're tired of their jobs and they want to leave for another town called Bixby where there might be a little bit more going on. And as they leave, this is where you get the first uh, scene of terror. You're thinking that something might be going wrong, and it's a it's a dead body, isn't it? It's a poor old Egadim oh, on top of a tower. Yeah, yeah, up an electrical tower, which is, those things are scary at the best of times. So, yeah, poor old Egger must have been pretty uh, pretty scared to actually climb all the way up there and uh, well, basically die. Yeah, this is it. And apparently, he spent a few days up there, didn't he? Died of dehydration. So, yeah, he didn't look good. Did not look. He good did at not all. look good at all, did he? That's. Um, so you've got something sinister that is going on, so I think it's a good way to start the movie. Like I say, you're introduced to our heroes. Something's going on. So they go back to the town oh. of Perfection. They speak to the doctor. He works out that it's dehydration. And then this is where the guys are going, well, you know, it's um, Edgar Deems, man. It's pretty unusual, you know, what's going on. And initially they think there's a killer, don't they? They think there's someone on the loose that's kidding people. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's it because they they go to the they go to go to visit old Fred and just find old Fred's head. Well, yeah, this is it. Yeah, in the ground. Yeah, yeah. Old Fred, he's tending to his sheep, isn't it? And it's another yeah. like Jaws moment, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's that there's a monster. Yeah, he's waiting for you. Yeah. And it's all the they're not going to show you the monster, which is quite clever, isn't it? But you know something's going on. You know the sheep are startled. Poor old Freddy yeah. gets taken down, doesn't he? Eh? And it's yeah, he gets sucked in the ground. Actually, if you've have you've ever seen Blood Beach? Yes, um, yeah. I'm fairly sure. Yeah, the monster in Blood Beach is almost identical to the Gravoid. It is. It's it's pretty you see much even less of that in Blood Beach. Yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, when I looked at, I forgot to bring that up. Actually, is another um, foreshadow. That it's a foreshadow of this movie, isn't it? Really, I think that did that come out in the seventies yeah. or something. Did it Blood Beach? Yeah. No, I think it was like 84, 85. Yeah. I should know that, actually, because I did an episode on it not very long ago. I was going to say, yeah, I was going to um, say you did that. Um, with uh, Desmond from Desmond's Place. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I was going to say, I thought I heard you guys talk about that. So... You know, I'll tell you on Blood Beach. 1981. 81, yeah. All right, okay, yeah. I thought it was around about that time. So, Val and Earl, so they, you know... This is all in the same morning, same space of time, probably within two hours or so. So Edgar Deems up on the tower, old Fred. Funny thing here is though, which is they, they still think he's a killer, don't they? Do you know what I mean? Hell, man, this guy's yeah. giving a, this yeah. is giving Jason Voorhees and Freddy Krueger a run for their money if they think this is a killer. Do you know what I mean? Well, <laughs> well that's it. You know, they can kill ten sheep 
um, <laughs> cut an old man's head off and bury him in the ground and scare another old man so much that he will spend three days up in a electrical tower. <laughs> yeah. That is one heck of a killer. <laughs> and then to bury an old dude just with his head protruding out a little bit yes. and I just thought, I know, I'm gonna just going to stick his hat on top of his face. So, <laughs> you know, just... <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that's pretty level killing, I think. Yeah. So then Val and Earl decide to go, right, that's it. We've had enough. We are getting out of town. They drive out. They drive past some construction workers, and you see a guy with a kango driven into the ground, and you just think straight away, you know what's going to happen here. You can just see what's going to happen here. Um, Val and Earl tell them, you need to get out because there's a serial killer. They don't believe them. They just think they're crazy. They drive off and then this is where you get another kill scene where, again, it's kind of like the um, it's like the barrels in Jaws, isn't it, I thought here, where the monster's taking the Kango and it's sort of driven it across the ground, isn't it? That's yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, we, um, is that, that's the two road workers, yeah? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. The road worker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. yeah the, and you just see him like take the... The, the pneumatic drill and just drag it along and the yeah. guy gets dragged with him and then rocks fall on him and yeah but again you don't really see it you just see him go up over the hill and then rah, 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 yeah. and he's dead and again they're, they're, it's really cool yeah it. he goes over the hill and it's like a sort of explosion of dirt isn't it and blood and all that sort of stuff and yeah it's, whoa like this, so they've kept to the Jaws format here and they where there's something going on <laughs> but they're not going to show you what it is so it's the suspense is there and then obviously they go back to I think they go back to Egg I call him Egg Chen. You know, the guys it's guy from <laughs> Big Trouble Little China, isn't it? Just <laughs> He'll always be Egg Chen. He will always be <laughs> Doesn't matter what that guy does, Egg Chen. Six demon bag. keep your yang up. And he's um he's, oh. That's such a good he's, he's got he's got the best thing you could have can you in his shop which is the biggest fridge freezer you've ever seen in your life which just vibrates all day long oh, yes <laughs> yes yeah, a giant pepsi fridge and i'm just going that's like awesome the, but, but whatever's going on inside that, that is kind of a bit scary because it just about jumps off the wall when it starts going off yeah but this is it yeah I mean, it could be another movie, can it? Killer Fridge. <laughs> Vibrating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But then, I think before this, there's also the old couple, isn't there? The doctor, actually. He's oh, building a house. And, yeah. and um, it's that. Now, this gets to that point where they've gone, right, so there's we've, we've killed a couple of people. And now we're going to throw in those people who got a chance to escape, but it's that sort of thing where, you know, there's stuff blowing out the ground, things going wrong, but then the old dude goes, oh, I'm just going to go and investigate a little bit more, you know. By that time, I think yeah, I'll be I'll getting go, out. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if, if I see stuff disappearing in the ground and, like, find the end of the cord shude, I'm just, I'm out. <laughs> I'll be getting Get yeah, in that's it. Yeah, but he's gone, no, I think I'll have a closer look. And that's his mistake. And then they eat his wife and his station went. Yeah, that's it. So you get another two, you know, another kid in here, don't you? Um, and then Val and Earl, they... 
I think they investigate this as well, don't they? They come across this, don't they? The car that's yeah, been sunk into the yeah, ground they, and you get the they go up to, Yeah, they go up to see whether they could find the doctor and his wife and find no one at home, but they can hear the radio still going. That's and it. And it's like it's under the ground. Yeah, yeah. And then they, they go digging for it and find the front end of the car with the lights still on and they completely freak out. And like you say, and they, and they still come out and say, man, that serial killer, man. This is just getting worse, man. Whoever this dude is, you know. <laughs> yeah, the serial killer with a bulldozer, apparently, that can dig a hole to put a car in. And I like the way they say it non-plural as well. They're pretty, pretty convinced it's one person doing this as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a kid. Definitely one person. Just... It's Jason on steroids. <laughs> with a shovel. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Super digging, Jason. Twenty two. Or he's with a shovel. He's <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> Jason digs. Yeah, that's digs it, yeah. <laughs> He's got his feet firmly on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's been in be space, deep, now he's coming back down to Earth. <laughs> God. Uh, we, should write, we should write and paint in that. So... Oh, that, uh, look, I reckon we've got a Netflix. Don't give us money. Yeah, that's it, that's it. Right, so we've got... Um, yeah, so everything's going wrong. Um, I think one of the creatures tries to attack uh, Valnell's truck here. They just think there's something wrong with the axle, don't they? So they just sort of drive off. Um, they go back to perfection, they're trying to make a telephone call, the phone lines are dead. Um, and then along the way they meet uh, Rhonda, which is like the sort of love interest here, I suppose you could say, and she's like a seismologist, I can't say it, she does seismology. <laughs> but she was studying seismographic, I don't know, something science uh, with, with rocks and stuff. Something to do with know. rocks. But yes, she's the smart person in the, in the movie. And she, yeah, she's noticing that there's earth tremors and there's something going on, and so they pick her up along the way. Um, they go back to perfection, and this is where they find the creature on the back of the car. And at this point, no one's people seem concerned about it, but not that concerned about it, do they? First thing, Egg Chen comes out and says, I'll give you ten dollars for it or something like that, isn't it? Fifteen, yeah, you know. So you grab boy that's wrapped around their axle. Yeah, no, five dollars. <laughs> Because no, it's ten, and then it's twenty, and then it's fifteen. <laughs> and look, because the it's straight away he's going, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. It's which I'll be going. I'll be seriously going. What the hell is that? Do you know what I mean? With everything yeah. else that's going, I'll be going. I, I would want to touch it. Certainly would not want to touch it. But, no. uh, you know, I like how it's Bert. Bert. Bert's the one that goes. I'll get a shovel. All right, I'll have a look at it. Yeah, he's not scared of anything. <laughs> I tell you what. It might be radioactive or contaminant, but yeah, put your hands all over it, and that's where the yeah. kid—that's where the kid <laughs> wraps it. <laughs> the kid wraps it round his neck, and he sort of pretended it's killing him. And stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, and everyone hates that. Yeah. So, um, so they realise they're trapped, they can't get in contact with the other towns, so they think, right, the only way we're going to get out is on horses, these are the best guys on horseback, and they look for this, where you get Val and Earl, don't they, they turn around and 
next thing you know, they're on horseback like, and they're riding out. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're on uh, on Egg Chen's horses. He just conveniently it. has. <laughs> I like how he gives them like he's he's some uh, he's some Swiss cheese and bullets. <laughs> like yeah. that. Because that's what you need when you're fighting graboids in a desert, isn't it? You know, <laughs> Swiss cheese and bullet holds everything problem. And of course, this is where you introduce the Burt Gummer as well. He turns up, doesn't he, with his yeah, he's got his yeah. high-powered rifle, isn't it? Because um, you get Farrell and Earl, they're they're arguing over a, or they're doing the rock paper scissors, isn't it? And he gets the mm. Winchester rifle, and then obviously Burt comes up and says, "Here, here, yeah, you, you need something a little bit more powerful than that." And he's like, "Yeah, okay, cool." Yes, uh, I like to see that, that whatever it is, the thirty thirty isn't going to have the penetrating power. He's something a bit bigger. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they go out, and this is where they actually come across the graboids, isn't it? They the horses get distracted, they get taken off, and they get chased yeah, by yeah, graboids. The yeah. yeah, you kind of get like an iconic scene here. They show this a lot in trailers where. Um, You've got uh, Kevin Bacon, he's got his rifle and he's, the ground's raising up and blow him, isn't it? And he's got a graboid underneath him mm. and then he manages to get away. Yeah, and they run for the, uh, run for the concrete trench. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and and make the and make the thing, yeah. That is, uh, you see that, you do see that in a lot of, you know, um, special effects trailers where it comes yeah. flying through the concrete and it's like, ah. That's it, yeah, it's all cut in, isn't it? So they're lucky that, They've got that um, aqueduct. They managed to avoid getting eaten by this graboid. And um, actually, I've, this is actually where they meet Ronda, isn't it? I've skipped a little bit there, but um, is it? Well, she, oh no, no, you know, no, they met her before, Ronda, didn't they? Ronda turns up there. Yeah, they met her before, but she turns up there. Oh no, she, um, at that. That's right. She turns up again now, doesn't she? So, um, yeah. And then this is where she comes out and says, you know, this would be great for National Geographic. It doesn't look like anything we've ever known about before. Uh, looks really old and all that sort of stuff. Fred Ward comes out and says, I reckon it's from space, which is plausible, I guess you could say. You know, you get all the radioactive quotes and stuff. And um, yeah. yeah, these boys don't look local. No. <laughs> So then this is where she comes out and says, well, this is this is the plausible thing that's coming up on my sort of gyro or the, the graph or whatever, isn't it? But she says, there's not only yeah, one, the, there's the possibly three others out there or something like that, isn't it? You know, coming out. Yeah. yeah, they go, three! Oh. Yeah. And then they hightail it back down. So then they get uh, attacked by another worm, it turns up. Um and then this is where they run to the boulders, isn't it? And you get that scene where they sort of pole vault and try and get to safety. Oh, uh, yeah, the whole pole... I like how they pole vault in sequence. Yeah, that's yeah, right, like yeah. You get the whole... Like, to, yeah, they're all doing it, like, you know, in turn, which is really cool. Yeah, you kind of get a little bit of a break from the, the horror here, don't you? They kind of have a bit of fun almost, don't they? And you get, like, a bit of a... Yeah. I forgot to mention the soundtrack as well, haven't they? It's kind of like a sort of harmonica country and western sort of rock soundtrack isn't there to this that sort of goes at a bit of a pace yeah yeah but it's, I mean, but again it's still good it works it works with with the film um you know there's a bit of levity and then they get to get to her truck 
Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, make their escape back into town while she's driving with her head like where the pedals are. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Goes, Can I get yeah, because it's, it's a bit of comic relief, isn't it? it, it, it actually, this yeah. film just doesn't, it's no discredit to the film, but it doesn't really take itself seriously, does it? It is a comedy, isn't it? It's a horror oh, B movie yeah. comedy, yeah. Uh, yeah. which works yeah. really well. I mean, let's, you know, the, the deaths aren't like massively grisly or like bloody, you know, they're just. They're having fun with it. Yeah, yes. Yeah, it's, um, it's a good introduction to horror, isn't it, for a young audience? I would say, wouldn't it? You know, I mean, it's not going to, it's not going to affect yeah. you. It might. Oh have... no! Look, it's it's not going to scar you like George. No, no, I don't think so. No, I don't think it's going to affect. Although, I don't know. I might think twice about walking across the desert. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> So they get back to perfection and things kind of take a turn really quick here, don't they? Because um, obviously they've driven back to the town. So this has been like a beacon for the Graboids to now go back to perfection, isn't it? And cause a lot of carnage there. And it kind of just goes into full throttle mode now, doesn't it? You kind of get to that sort of third part of the movie now, isn't it? Where... Um, you get like a siege movie on the town, don't you? So you've got yeah, yeah, it's the sort of siege on the town and the escape for safety. You know, yeah. they try and put together a plan and all that sort of stuff. How, how they're going to get past the grabbers? I mean, you get the whole section with obviously you know Bert and, and Reba up in their bunker, um, and, and you know the sequence where they they kill um, the uh, the one of the grabbers before obviously they. Um, but before they try and escape back to town, and you know, there's a plan that they're going to take their four wheel drive up the mountain pass and, and and escape, and then the grab boys like eat their truck. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's right. And then, yeah, yeah. And then eventually, like Bert and that come back to town. Yeah, I think. Um, I think Bert was more concerned about the new tyres he had on that truck than he than anything else. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wasn't real happy about. That. Damn, just had some new tyres put on there. And then it's and then it's great, isn't and, it? Where and he's trying to work out what to take with him, you know, like what guns to take, and you know, it's just like, oh, yeah. I mean, that's back in the town. I mean, whilst we're on that, I mean, that scene with him and his wife, you know, they're 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 on the radio, aren't they, to um, Val, and he's basically yeah, saying, you know, Val you, and you've Bell, got, Bell. but you've got to get on the roof, you know, and and he's. And Bert Gummers at this point is convinced that he's still got to be in that bunker, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? This is going to be safe for me. And uh, then you get that graboid come through the wall, man. And they still don't show you. I remember watching this for the first time. You know he's got a weapon and he's shooting. But that scene when it just goes over and he's got every single weapon you could think of on the wall, isn't it? I just laughed my ass off when I watched yeah. this. It's just like, this is hilarious. Yeah, it's just a complete wall of just guns. Yeah, and explosives and everything else. And, and like I say, his wife's in on it, on it as well, and she's she's having a good time. It's almost like they're just having fun, man. Do you know what I mean? Just shooting the shit out of this thing, you know. And, and like I say, he gets that elephant gun out. Um, and look, and then of course yeah, everybody, which apparently that's a real elephant gun too. It was uh, like a legit elephant gun. Yeah, that they rented. Oh, like I think they did actually. They did. I think that's a bit of trivia. They did actually rent it. That was the real deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it, it's all for um, 
yeah how can i say it's all for just uh like the the, the massive firepower that he's got there isn't it Do you know what i mean with that yeah. with that weapon like you think wow that's you know you've got some load to it so but then like yeah. say val oh. thinks that they're possibly dead until they hear the gunshots don't they and then they're all sort of like cheering going yeah yeah they're still alive um and then you get some other kill scenes here didn't you, you get poor old egg chen didn't you with his fridge just seems to be a thing with him oh. in that fridge, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? And ultimately, it gets him killed, doesn't it? You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, he dives on it, and they, and they unplug it from the wall, and the graboid just comes straight out and, like, grabs him. And yeah. they're, 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 like, trying to fight fully back. And he can... But there's one scene where they sort of pull back a little bit, yeah. and they're fighting it. And you can see one of his legs is bent completely the wrong way. Oh, right, so yeah, they go, yeah. he's dead. Because so poor old Egg is sort of waving his arms, and I was almost expecting just to say the final words. Will you keep Jack Burton out of this? <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Egg, say it one more time. <laughs> oh, dear. And then you got the other dudes. This always makes me laugh here, um, where the the guy falls off his trailer onto the ground, and then. Val comes out and oh, says, yeah. you've got to get more height, man. He's just thinking, I know what I'll do. I'll just sit on top of a tyre. <laughs> yeah, just... he jumps on a truck tyre. And I'm yeah. going, you're dead. And he just gets sucked down the middle. Yeah, that's it. And he just like, just gets split in half, doesn't he? Um, yeah. And that was the other thing earlier on. when the, You know when the old dude, the doctor, he gets pulled down into the ground? He's got a, yes. he's got a bit of 4 by 4 wood. Which takes, yeah. a, takes a bit of poundage to break, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean, I've I've tried to saw some of that out in the back garden, you know, and it, it's just made, made me laugh when I watched it because he's grabbed it and he's thinking this is stop, and it just like just breaks like balsa wood, doesn't it? You know? It's like a twig. Yeah, it just it's like a twig. Yeah, he's trying to hold on to it and save himself, and it's like nuts, snap. It just, yeah, this is oh god. Yeah, it's little bits like that. It just made me laugh in this film, man. So then, um, this is where Val and, oh, I've forgotten his name now, is it Fred Ward's character? They come up yeah, with this Earl. idea, don't they? Yeah, they come up with an idea to yeah. say, right, there's one way, we've got to get to the mountains, so let's get the, they've got the sort of caterpillar truck, haven't they? And they think, you know, we could use yeah. that, it's like a tank. So they do a distraction now, don't they, where they've got like a... It's like a quad or buggy or lawnmower or something like that, which they send off in one direction. Yeah, which was Xgen's like like lawnmower or something. Yeah, that's that he it. Just to get around town and make deliveries and stuff. I was just going to say, which do you need a lawnmower in the desert? <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> now I think about it, probably not. But, uh, who knows? I'm moving to the desert. I'll take my lawnmower with me. <laughs> That's the first thing I think of. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, I need my lawnmower. That's what it is. <laughs> so, um, so they use that as a distraction, and then you got Val. They do the rock paper scissor thing again, don't they? And um, he 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 doesn't win, does he, Val? But he, he just sort of knocks um, Fred out of the way, or Earl so out. Does of the way. hero punch knocks him out of the way? Yeah, that's it. Does. It's on his heels. Oh, but I like how he does it, like jumps off the roof heroically, 
lands on the veranda and it falls down and he's just like flat on his butt. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Like, yeah, oh. it's, it's good the way they just throw that in, doesn't they? Do you know what I mean? It's a typical sort of Kevin Bacon yeah. scene, isn't it? And then he's yeah. running off, isn't he? He's being chased by the Graboids. Um, Rhonda gets caught up in some uh, barbed wire or something like that as well, doesn't she? So he's got to like sort of rescue her. And then he makes it to the caterpillar, doesn't he? I think it's Val, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Val makes it to the to the caterpillar, hooks it up to the flatbed, and then obviously heads into town to try and uh, try and save everyone. Yeah, and then along the way they go and pick up um, Bert Gummer, don't they, and his wife. And then they're thinking, there's no yeah. way that the graboid's going to be able to stop us, but they they dig like they they're clever, aren't they? They dig like a an aqueduct, mm. don't they? To stop the caterpillar yeah, from yeah, moving, like don't they? So that a trench to basically stop him and, and then yeah, cut him off at the at the pass, as it were. Yeah. And then Bert's got his pipe bombs, hasn't he? I mean, a shitload of them. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those uh, whipped up pretty quick, too. It's just some household uh, cleaning products in, in the right like, quantities. Yeah. They go, I reckon Bert had those at the ready. <laughs> yeah. oh, he's probably got some I stuff could be wrong, but I reckon they might have been uh, already ready to go. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> There's no way they could have put all that together in that amount of time. No, 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 no. Yeah. So, but, but this is where they, obviously they use the, use the bombs to distract the distract the monsters which I thought was really smart yeah there's a yeah that's right with the vibration so they've got a distraction so the um, the caterpillar truck that that fails isn't it they get caught up there so now they get isolated again onto a boulder so then you've got Bert's um, like say pipe bombs and he comes up with an idea do he need to sort of attach it to a string or rope chuck it out uh, go fishing go fishing this is it yeah Initially, it takes it, doesn't it? And it blows up, and they're thinking, great. So we've got one left over. They throw it out. Seems to work, doesn't it? But then it chucks it out, and then it goes onto the bulk of pipe. And it makes a poof noise. Yeah, this is it. This is a poof, and it just goes flying through the air. I love that bit. And you can just see them all watching the arc of the bomb, just going, oh, 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 oh. Yeah, you know what's going to happen here, don't you? So... Yeah. Blows up. Yeah. Blows up. Val's got one more pipe bomb left over, isn't he? So he's thinking, right, now I can use this as a distraction. And he's looking at that cliff edge, isn't he? So he's thinking, right. So you sort of see what's going to happen here. So he's, he's, he runs out to the cliff, doesn't he? And he's he lights the pipe bomb. He uses it to sort of lure the graboid in. And this is pretty much it, isn't it, really? He's kind of... I wouldn't say it's like a Brody moment, is it? But it's, it's sort of on that level, isn't it? Where he just has that final yeah. fight with the Graboid and it just comes crashing through the, or exploding out the side of the yeah. cliff and it just breaks up into a lot of horrible goo and stuff. Yeah, you know, it just comes flying out of the cliff. And I mean, and again, that sequence there, if it was CG'd, you couldn't tell. Yeah. It just looked really good. It just comes flying out, hits the ground, bursts into goo. And again, it is, it's that... It's that Starship Troopers bug orange and oh, yeah. sort of ready yeah. um, and you know, and it's yeah, we all won, we all won, which was really cool. I mean, you could almost say this is you know when um, L says you know this thing's come from outer space. Well, maybe it did. Maybe it's from the bug planet. Uh, you know, possibly uh, it's a bug planet. It's, yeah. a, it's an ugly planet. 
could be a time with Starship Troopers, this movie, possibly. Do you know what I mean? So, there you yeah, go. Conspiracy, all about the conspiracies, man. So, yeah, so there you go. That's the end of the movie. Um, ends on a little bit of romance, doesn't it? Because Val, um, he, he changes his mind, doesn't he, about this ideal woman that he wants to meet, doesn't he? You know, she will have blonde hair. She will have long oh, legs. <laughs> <laughs> he's like reeling it up and I'm going all I, said, all I thought was she sounds like hard work she sounds like hard work yeah um, yeah. and, and he, he gives uh, gives Ronda a, obviously a, a big passionate kiss and they allegedly live happily ever after yeah that's it although we never see either of them ever again no they never turn up again for any sequels that well Kevin Bacon kind of does with a t- TV show pilot doesn't he in the end but um but that's it isn't it that's so that is a bite sized review of Tremors it's a fun B movie don't take itself seriously you should never take take it seriously to watch as a viewer it's just popcorn fun monster mash does everything you need to do on a tumor isn't it and you know what I think if you really if you're going to do it just get as many of them as you can just line them up and have some friends around have a few drinks, get some popcorn, and just have a really good time yeah. because these are, like I just said, they're not serious. They're just a flat-out B-movie good time. Well, this is it, yeah. I mean, um, like I say, Michael Gross has had a good time with this franchise, and he, um, I think it might have been the, the third movie or something like that where he's, it becomes more, even more comedy gold where he actually gets eaten up by a graboid. And he gets taken on oh, the ground, yeah. and you can hear him yelling. Then he gets spat out, and it's almost like the graboids yeah. are playing with him. And he, he comes out, and he's got a TV crew with him or something, and he's covered in he's covered in all the yeah. goo. And he, he just he puts his glasses on, and he just goes, "Okay, let's just keep that one to ourselves." <laughs> uh, yes. And I mean, the thing is, by by the third one, it's it's one hundred percent. Just, it's Bert Gummer. It's all Bert Gummer, and it is all yeah. just hilarious. Love that dude, man. He's, he just, you know, I'm completely yeah. sold with him. It's uh, There's a lot of stuff lying around on the internet, isn't there? You know, even Doubt called Bert Gummer and stuff. So I'm pleased with the guy, man. He's, oh, yeah. he's, done, he's done really well. So it's it's all good stuff, man. So, um, yeah, he's done really well. And oh, it's an awesome series. Can't say enough about yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, thanks for coming on to the show today to review this one, though, which um, it's good to have you here, man. It's uh, always good to talk movies with you. Anytime at all, mate. You know me. Like I said, you say the word and I am there because uh, yeah. I could probably talk the non-existing ears off a graboid if you give me half a chance. <laughs> well, that's a deal, man. What have, you got, um, what have you got lined up next for your show then, mate? So, next couple of shows, obviously, as I said, I'm winding down for Doomsday Clock and it's... Uh, it's mostly just time travel movies, just for a bit of fun. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm having some, some past guests come in and different sort of stuff. So, you know, we've got a, got a heap of those. We ran that down to 100 in sort of probably the next next couple of episodes. So I, I won't let the cat out of the bag on that one because I oh, no, tend no, to keep sure, the man. next yeah. episode for that. Uh, but on, um, on GOH pods, uh, so just put out Straight Cat Rock, Delinquent Girl Boss, which was... Uh, 70s Japanese girl gang movie. Wow. Um, next, yeah, and I did that with um, Liam from Scott and Liam. Yes, Evil yeah, House. yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah, no, great. Guy, yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. Um, next one coming out is uh, the Raid, 
from 2011. Oh, good movie. Yeah, brilliant film. Top movie. Yeah. Top movie. Um, then I think I've got uh, The Boondock Saints. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, Norman, good... Norman Reedus, oh, yeah. I yeah, love the film. Yeah, Norman mm. that's right. And um, Billy Connolly. Yes, yeah, yeah. So uh, It's going to be Duncan, uh, Duncan McLeish in a few years. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Sorry, Duncan. Quite probably, yeah. That's <laughs> nah, right. We love you, Duncan. It's all right. So, speaking of Duncan, I'm actually doing a long Good Friday with Duncan. Um, then I've got Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking oh, Barrels. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good Look, movie, yeah. Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie, he is the English gangster king. Yeah. Yeah, he's... He, he's... he's um, he knows how to turn out a good movie like that. Yeah, that's um, yeah, yeah. We and it's um, as you, that, I'll, I'll oh, as you know, that's uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. It's just a very quotable film. There's probably no day I go without <laughs> quoting something from that film. You know, it's just it's, it's <laughs> such a great film. So uh, it's a it's a long time favourite of mine, and um, it's it's one of those Guy Ritchie films that's sort of been a little bit forgotten. Mm. Um, in the face of his other stuff, but it is, it's its so good. Yeah. And it's got Jason Statham before he was Jason Statham, you know, before yeah, he was right. really anybody. Yeah, this is it. It's uh, its what launched Jason Statham's career because he was a, um, I think he was an Olympic diver or something like that. And was he? Yeah. Yeah, look at his profile. He was. Oh, um, and it's got. That's got how he's Jones in his first acting role as well. Uh, you did uh, the class of 1984 with Darren Wilson from Psycho Darren. Yeah. Yeah, Darren. Darren loves that movie. Yeah, um, and it's a good fun movie. Then I did Clockwork Orange with Ricky and Untouchables with Duncan. And like I said, I've got a few other guests coming up. Um, I'm, I'm doing some Korean gangster movies. I'm doing a couple of westerns. Um, some 50s uh, teensploitation movies. Doing all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Oh, good stuff, man. That's brilliant. Well, oh, sorry, it's good to have been having you on the show today, mate. Um, always, a pl- always a pleasure. I'll oh, say just a little bit of admin for the show. I am a proud member for the Legion Podcast Network, so please go and check, check out all the other shows, including which show. He's uh, Doomsday Clock and Gangs of Hollywood. And um, I will be returning soon for... I've got a little solo episode called Watchers with Corey Hain. It's a bit of an unknown 80s horror movie, so I thought I'd give that one a shout out. And nice. yeah, yeah, another sort of roundabout time of The Lost Boys. So it's the film that he did like, mm. directly after that. So it's a bit of a sort of Sasquatch type movie, you know what I mean? So I thought I'd give that a bit of a shout out. And I've also got... I'll uh, check that one out before I listen. Yeah, yeah, no, check it out, man. It's... it's it's one of those films which I, funny enough, I don't hear many people talk about. So I thought I'd give it a bit of a, give it a bit of a shout. I mean, it's Michael Ironside and Corey Haim fighting a, a monster in the woods, basically. So it's, <laughs> it needs to be talked about, really. <laughs> It'll be interesting to say the least. <laughs> so yeah, and I've also got Dan Bone coming back to the show soon as well for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the 1990s. So. Uh, We've got a little bit of a martial art thing That's going it. on there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, look out for those show, guys. Um, also, you can find the Bite Size Cinema on iTunes, Spotify, 
YouTube and several other players on uh, the internet if you put in Bite Size Cinema on Google. I also got a Facebook page so put some stuff on there, it's a great page, loads of stuff going on there. Put down anything on there if you want me to have a look at it. And always guys, keep it bite size, keep it safe and I will see you soon, see you later on. check out the other great shows on the legion podcast network like cinema psyops cinema b devour the podcast duncan and Bo come correct exploding heads horror movie podcast friday the 13th get slayed the hell Ming power hour hello this is the doom show hero hero ghost show kill the cast underwater kaiju from outer space jerry hates action legion after dark mental health obsessive cinema discourse Pick Six Movies, the podcast by The Cemetery, the podcast on Haunted Hill, the Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.